Welcome to this episode of the Suicide Prevention Show, where we believe in you and we want you to do that too. And to help us believe in ourselves just a little bit more is one of my favorite people. This is Bruce Barnes, and we're going to continue the conversation about the conversation that really matters, the one that you have with yourself. So here we go. The ride gets more interesting from here. And I'm going to invite Bruce to come on in. And let's see, here we go. There you are, a little bit of magic. <laughs> Hello, Jackie. <laughs> Hello, Bruce. All right. So the, the elephant in the room is that uh, something shifted. There you go. All right, now I yeah. can see you. The camera my... does weird things once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Oh my goodness, Bruce, you have been part of the journey to this um, particular season of the, the show in a way that you've seen behind the scenes in the way many people don't. You know, all of the technical glitches that we started with two weeks ago, and it was like, we're gonna have all of this stress stuff out of the way before the actual show. We are so, um, what's the right word? We are, we are so inoculated against having any tech issues because of all the ones we had leading yeah. up to it. <laughs> so that's my reframe of the day. Okay. okay. Bruce, you are doing something absolutely amazing in the field of human potential. How did you end up in potentiality? <laughs> oh boy, we only have a uh, fifty-two minutes, right? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're you're going to give the short version of this because we're going to get into self-talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, a um, little bit, a little bit about my uh, story on getting here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I started having. Uh, well, first off, I I really need to compliment you on how you arranged having Jana and Lee and I kind of grouped together. We all kind of, you know, <laughs> inter, interlace our messages here. So this is great. But I, I started having uh, serious health challenges when I was a teenager. Uh, it really started when I was in the 10th grade. I was, um, well, just, it was November of the 10th grade, just uh, really a few days, shortly after turning 16 and a few days after taking my driver's license test. And I wound up getting very sick. I mean, I was throwing up blood, passing blood, rushed to the hospital, was in such bad shape that they actually gave me last rites when I arrived at the hospital. Wow. And that's a very humbling experience. And so anyway, I recovered from that and I ended up being in and out of the hospital half the sophomore year of high school and really had the health challenges for, you know, even another six months or so. And I finally got to the point where I was mentally ready to take back control of my life and have major surgery where they would remove the, the diseased part of my intestine. At the time, we thought it was ulcerative colitis. Ah. And... So, um, June 1976 is when I had the surgery. The day after surgery, they weighed me 
and I weighed 65 pounds. I was literally skin and bones. But a whole new chapter that got my health back for many years. And um, but the eventually started having some more flare ups and that and was re-diagnosed as having Crohn's disease, which that was devastating to me because as far as they, they say, well, there's no cure for that. Well, I had many surgeries and um, had a hole in my intestine in 85 is when they realized that it was Crohn's disease. So two years later, I have another hole in my intestine. But okay, well, another, um, you know, surgery, you know, a week or so in the hospital, a week or so recovering. And mm -hmm. um, no, it turned out to be new, one complication after another in 87. And I wound up being in the hospital for uh, 21 days shy of a year. I almost oh, died. Oh, oh, oh. Hold it. Yeah. I can do math. I'm going to pause this just a second. 21 days shy of a year doesn't sound like much, but 21 days shy of a year is 334 days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, and I wound up um, just that one hospital stay almost dying uh, two or three times that I remember and being in a coma for about a week. And that that particular stay, I just, I didn't, we knew something was attacking my liver and they just figured with all the surgeries that I had had during that stay that, oh, you must've gotten some bad blood and you have hepatitis. And I'm like, oh joy. But just before what ultimately was me going into a coma, there was a special on the hospital TV channel about the power of visualization, the power of your mind. It was uh, Dr. Bernie Siegel. He wrote the, the book, Love, Medicine and Miracles. And he was talking about essentially, you know, different things in the book. And he was an oncologist and he would teach his patients how to visualize. And he would tell them, okay, well, what like one patient, I want you to visualize your body killing off the cancer cells mm -hmm. and the doctors or the patient said well i can't do that and he said well why can't you do that he says well i'm a puritan i can't kill anything it's like <laughs> okay how about you picture your body gathering up the cancer cells in a basket and throwing them out of your bodies oh i can do that well all of the patients that he worked with on visualizing got better than any other oncologist patients did mm. so I'm so okay. I know what's going on is something is going on that's attacking my liver. So I'm going to start visualizing my body filtering my liver. Well, that's pretty much when I started the first, my first phase of me going into a coma was I was paralyzed. I could not move. Wow. I could still talk, but then about a day later or so, I could not talk. So now I can't move and I can't talk. So then another day or so later, I can't open my eyes, yet I'm fully conscious. I am aware and hear everything that's going on around me. 
And it's like, okay, God, um, either take me or, you know, heal me. Don't leave me as a vegetable here. And I'm continuing to visualize my body filtering the liver and that. So that's probably about the time I went into a coma. And at any rate, I wake up and it's, it's what had taken several days for me to get to that point of being you know, not able to move, talk, or open my eyes, within, really within a day, <clears throat> I woke up and was able to move, talk, and whatnot, and my, one of my nurses <laughs> came in, <clears throat> um, like the night shift, I think it was, and you know, I'd been in the hospital for many months at that point, so I, I got to know the nurses really well, and <laughs> so she came in, and she was kind of surprised to see me awake, and says, well, gee, you were in a, you were in a coma for almost a week. And I'm like, I was okay. And I said, well, we didn't pull you out of it. So are you doing something? And it's like, well, I'm visualizing. And it's like, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> so, so ultimately we figured out what was going on and I was able to get the final surgery in that. But <clears throat> what that is what really was kind of my tipping point of realizing just how powerful the mind is. Mm. I mean, not to discount prayer as well, you know, but, but um, up to that point, all through my different health challenges, I was pretty positive. And, but in fact, one of in that particular hospital stay, um, the first surgery that we we're going to do was on Friday, the 13th of February. Well, the Crohn's was so active when they, they, you know, removed the bad part, when they sewed the, the intestine back together, another hole formed. Says, okay, well, let's try it again next month. So <laughs> March, Friday, the 13th, we tried it again, same problem. So it's like, are you guys purposely picking Friday the 13th? Come on, you know? So after that second surgery, you know, it had another hole form, uh, the hospital chaplain had gotten to know me and that. So she came in to my room and closed the door and grabbed a pillow. It's like, you must be really upset and you know, discouraged about this. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that it didn't work. And it's like, well, and she starts raising her voice. It's like, well, here, take this pillow, hit me with it. Just get shout, yell. And it's like, and I'm sitting up in bed and I'm kind of sinking back and it's like, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> it's like, really? It's like, well, you're kind of freaking me out. But I mean, I mean, it's just, it's like, really? You're, you're okay? So, well, my body needs positive energy to heal. So I'm going to, I'm not going to focus on the negative. And that, you know, so at any rate, that, that whole stay and that wound up, you know, really kind of tipping the scales to, I need to pay close attention to what's going on with the mind and mindset and and that's what really got me focused on it. Okay, so we're going to call this an intervention. Uh, we've been having these conversations with people over the course of time. And what I've come to know is that sometimes there's this moment of enter the mentor. And it's in, in your case, it's really a bit part. I mean, there was one conversation on a television show that put you into a coma um, and you came out being able to move. So enter the mentor. So I gather you went and did you actually go and find this book by Dr. Bernie Siegel? Well, actually, my my dad's brother had given it to my folks 
um, a year or so later or earlier, but I had never read it. Oh, how funny. But it's interesting, shortly after um, I had gotten out of the hospital, I think it was the following year, uh, Dr. Bernie Siegel was on a local TV show here in, near Seattle. And so I went, and, or no, I, I should say he was on the, on the show and I, I called in. Yeah, okay. And just, and shared that story about the visualization and that. And so um, they actually put me on the air with <laughs> but um, so I did did share that with him and that, but um, just to share um, you know, a couple other stories that he said, just how powerful the mind was that they, they talked about in that video was they, um, there was a patient that was in the hospital for just an overnight, just minor thing. So they're just there overnight. Well, the doctor comes in and this is back when the charts were in the room with the patient and that weren't yeah, digital. I remember those days. Yeah. So the doctor comes in and he's in a bad mood for whatever reason. And he picks up the chart layer. Yeah, I see by your chart here, you're not going to be with us much longer. Meaning he's going to be in over, just go home tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Well, he, the patient took it as being something drastically serious and he died that night. And there was no medical reason for him to have died. Oh and my God. Then there was another you conversely there was another patient she was right outside the the nurse's station and the nurse saw the doctor goes into the room and then after a while comes back out so she goes into the room and this this woman patient is like in really good spirits like oh gee the doctor must have had some really good news for you so yeah he told me my heart is as healthy as a horse well in Rhea, and she got well and, and healed and was released pretty quickly. Well, what the doctor actually told her was you have gallop rhythm of the heart, which is a serious condition, but she told as my heart is as healthy as a horse and she got better. So there, the power of the mind both work, works both ways. Yeah, that, that's very, very true. The power of the mind works both ways and we are conditioned and hardwired with a natural negative bias the yep. hardwiring is our evolutionary system. And then the conditioning is our culture. So with both of those focused on the negative, having the tools and the techniques to be able to shift that into the positive is a necessary skill, especially in this day and age. So Bruce, walk us through the steps that actually work to shift the brain into this positive state of mind well it, it's you know it's interesting that the the mind is the most powerful computer ever created mm -hmm. i mean this is just a few little things this is it does tw uh, 10 quadrillion computation per second it automatically controls all the body functions. We don't have to say, okay, I got to make sure my heart's beating and my, I'm breathing. And it's, I mean, it's automatically taking care of all that. Mm -hmm. There's 6 trillion commands every second going to 60 trillion cells in our body. Wow. I mean, it just, that's amazing. But there's one thing that the brain cannot do. Any idea what it is? No. What is it? It cannot just decipher the difference between your thought and reality. Ah. So that, that's where um, there's so many different things that examples in that where like a hypnotist 
hypnotize people on stage saying that his tip of his finger was red hot and he touched them on their skin and where he touched them, they actually got a blister, burn blister. So the brain is thinking that's real. Well, you know, the, the subconscious is really controlling our thoughts, our, our life. And our, it, our conscious mind is only controlling things about two to 4% of the time. So that's, <laughs> that's amazing. And, so if it, and pretty much everything around us is, is really shaping our subconscious mind. Everything that we read, hear, and feel well, that was my understanding is that the subconscious mind has really no filter. It allows everything yep. in. Yep. But the communication between the subconscious and the conscious, now that's got some filters. Yeah. And the, I mean, the, it's one of the things that like for me is that I, you know, don't watch the news very much and, and just try to consciously limit how much negativity is actually coming in. Well, the um, the different it's, it's just funny. This is it was um, I think uh, Lee mentioned ants, automatic negative thoughts. Oh, is that what you ah yeah. okay? Yeah. So anyway, I loved it when she picked up on and when she said that. I was like, yes, this is cool. This is going to tie right in. So we we have an average of sixty thousand to eighty thousand thoughts a day. Most of those are the same thoughts as we had yesterday. And most of those are negative. Those are the automatic negative thoughts. And so it's no wonder why it's a challenge trying to stay positive. And so you have, you know, the different concerns about, you know, oh, you're worried about something or afraid of something. It says, well, that just keeps building on these negative thoughts. And the when you have negative thoughts that actually is stimulating um that are releasing the cortisol mm -hmm. in our bodies which yeah. is the stress hormone so we wind up with this negative thinking we're causing our body to physically be stressed out and when we're stressed out we become more negative so it's a vicious little loop here going on Sounds like a vicious little loop. Yeah, and the, the, the challenge is that there's several different, I, I refer to them as different types of ants. Okay, and so we've got automatic negative thoughts and now we have the different colonies of ants. Yep. All right, yep. I'm, I'm with you so far. Okay, so now one type is um, such as uses words such as always, never, every time, or every one. Okay, we're going to call that an absolute ant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another one focuses on the negative side of things. For example, let's say, he says, I, I know I just lost 10 pounds, but it was really wanting to lose 15. Well, instead of focusing on the fact that they lost 10 pounds, they're focusing on that they didn't lose the 15 pounds. 
I got a name for that one too. I'm calling them discount because yeah. you discounts anything positive. And another another type is kind of a, a guilt trip where you're kicking yourself and says, I should have, must, or ought to, have to. And then yeah, another one that's is basically uh, labeling yourself as lazy, a failure, a loser, that type of thing. Got it. Okay. Then the final one is a really nasty one, and that's where it predicts the future or uh, predicts a negative outcome. That it's like, oh, since I I know I'm going to fail at this interview, or I'm going to fail this test, or, gee that person must not like me because they didn't say hi to me. Ah, there we go. That's quite a family of ants. Yep. And you're right. Those are some nasty ones in there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, and people don't realize it, but by pointing this out, now more, you're going to be more aware of these ants. Oh, we're so, going to have to give them colors or something. Do you have a color code for these things? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, there we go. We might have to do that on the show. All right. So here's my five ants that I wrote down. If somebody caught different names, we've got absolute ant, discount ant, should ant, judge ant, and project ant. Were you projecting the negative you know, into the future? Yep. All right, so so we'll come up with colors with that as we go along, most likely. We'll see what people come up with. In the meantime, keep going, Bruce, because this is fun. I had yeah. never thought of, of this this way. Well, one of the things that I, you know, now that you're going to be, people are going to be more aware of these ants, so when you, you notice that thought coming in, it's like, oh, say ant, cancel that, and then reframe it as a, some sort of a positive statement and focus on the positive. So that's one way, as I, I refer to as, that's one way to stomp out the ants. Which oh, cool. It's, it's, it, it isn't something that you can do immediately because most people have a lot of ants running around in their mind. <laughs> you know? So, but it, it takes, it does work, but it just takes a little bit of time. And it's amazing how if, just by one of the little exercises I like to have people do is just take a, a little inventory of how you mental, emotionally, physically feel right now and put a, a rating of one to 10 on each of those three areas, like one being I couldn't feel any worse or 10 up to 10 where I feel amazing. And, you know, put a date, today's date on that. And then over the next few weeks and stuff, as you, you know, start stomping out these ants, after you've done that for a few weeks, take another inventory and rate yourself in those areas. It's surprising how much you will improve, as well as obviously, you know, cut back on how much of the negative news and negative people that you're hanging around. Is. All right. So, so if you want to cancel ants, Yep. You have to stop inviting them. Yep. Stop and, feeding them. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like paying attention to where all the negativity is in your world, whether it's with your friends and family or whether it's with the um, news and media, wherever you notice that there's an ant colony 
avoid exposure. Mm -hmm. Did I get it? Yeah, at least limit, limit it as much as you can. Because I mean, obviously, if you've got you know, a lot of negative family, you mm -hmm. can't always avoid them, but you can limit the interaction. <laughs> well, yeah, I love what you said about, um, I, I wrote it down as date your rate, where you actually take that inventory of those three areas of your life, give yourself a number of one to 10, write it down and date it, and then check back with the intention of spending some time canceling out some ants or stomping yeah. out some ants. So I like the idea of this. This is pretty cool because it gives a way to visualize the thinking and thinking can be pretty slippery to get a handle on. Yeah. And that's the thing is that the self-talk isn't, you know, just about the, the thinking it's, it's what you're, what you're doing as well as, you know, listening to, I mean, this is even um, like seemingly harmless video games that really are got a lot of graphic negativity in there, as well as um, some of the music too, can be feeding your negative thoughts. Um, there's when, when you're focusing on the negative thoughts, it leads to decreased motivation and a greater feeling of helplessness. Well, this also then releases more of that cortisol, you know, cortisol. And when you've got a lot of cortisol in your bloodstream, the words that you use to describe your world can be very limiting. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is that um, I, I think it was, you know, as Lee was saying, this is we have a lot more positive events Mm -hmm. but we keep focusing on the negative. Yeah, the natural negative bias of the yeah. brain. So, so finding more ways to have this conversation. All right, what is a self-talk mantra or something that we can give um, as, a, as a, let's just get started with some tangible things. Well, the, you know, everybody's at some point tried affirmations. Like I am oh. successful at this, I'm good at this. And your conscious mind kicks in. It's like, no, you're not. Who are you kidding? You know, so you get all these. <laughs> you get a lot of ants stirred up yeah. with a positive affirmation. I love that. It is like stirring an ant's nest sometimes. So it's like, here's a, here are a few examples and stuff. It says, wow, I'm an idiot. I really screwed up on that presentation. I may as well start looking for a new job now. Well, you reframe that to do. I know I can do better next time. I'll spend more time preparing and practicing. I could take a public speaking class, which would help my career overall. Or another example, this is, I can't do that in such a short time frame. I'm doomed for failure. Alternative, it seems like a lot to do, but I'll break it into small steps. I might be able to get others to help me. You know, looking at that, and I love this other one, it's like, there's no way I can change my mindset. I can't change my thinking to be more positive. <laughs> oh, now that's a pretty sneaky ant. That yeah, might yeah. Only be in a colony all of his own. Yeah. Um, I, I now have an increased awareness of my thoughts. So making it the more positive won't be that hard and it can help all areas of my life. And I'm at least going to try. 
Ah, there we go. That's uh, some of the different types of affirmation statements are the most powerful one is I am. I am good at this. I am successful and stuff. And that's the most powerful one. The other one is a third party validation where I say you are you are good at this. Another one is a, is a statement of fact is it is really um, it is uh, easy for me to do this. Um, and then another one is where you fo it focuses on feelings. I feel confident. So, <laughs> so taking just some examples of each of those is I am talented. You are talented. It is easy for me to do this and I feel confident. So those are the kind of the, the key um, ways of doing the affirmation statements. But there's another one that I like to use. I call it an affirmation statement. It's where you take your affirmation statement and you phrase it in the form of an empowering question. Like, how did I get so good at this? Oh, what a great idea. When did I start making all this money? Because when the, the mind you know, encounters a question, it doesn't, the filter doesn't kick in. It mm -hmm. says, yeah, when did that happen? And it starts, starts to find, seek out evidence to prove that statement is true. So that's one way of kind of hacking the little, the, the mind filter there is you throw it as, put it in the form of a question. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, yeah. so when did I start making all this money? Um, that's a great one because the limiting beliefs around money are just destroying people's peace of minds. Well, and, and it's the same thing. It says, well, when did I start, you know, when did my health start improving? And, or, or when did my, my mindset get so positive? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you could do it with anything. Um, I love that because it is such a simple, simple thing to do. Now, you said something a minute ago and there was some pushback and I know there's pushback on this, but then it showed up in the chat and it was on including that three letter word try. Yeah. And I have a thought about it, but I really want to hear what you have about that little word because it has gotten a bad rap in a lot of areas. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, it's like where I, where I said, this is well, I'm at least going to give this a try type of thing. Well, mm -hmm. those that's true. This is when you, you, it's like, try to sit down. It's like, you know, see like the Yoda thing, either do or do not, there is no try. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, so you want to, you know, avoid using it as much as possible, obviously, but I think that there's a moment where it just absolutely fit into your story. Yeah. That when somebody's dealing with that aunt that was, I can't do this, mm -hmm. you sort of have to meet your brain wherever your brain is, yeah. is what I was thinking. And the cancel for the, the I can't do this, that absolute, I could be willing to try. Yeah. And see, and that's exactly, so it's, it's, baby steps. You don't have to try and figure it all out now. It just the, 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 you know, yeah. 
it's, it's, I think that that's the place where using the word try is simply by getting some leverage on a brain that's used to absolutes. Because mm -hmm. if I said, I can do this, that absolute ant would shut me down. Yeah. You know, it, there'd be ants crawling all over that statement if I've never done it before. Yeah. Um, but if I said I was willing to try. You see, and that's another, that's a, willing that, to make that's a great way. That's a great one right there. I am willing to do this for a while. You can eliminate try and say do. And say, I'm willing to do this. There we go. There we go. I'm, I'm actually willing to succeed at this. This is a really good conversation. So let's succeed at this conversation a little more. Some, some success talk when it comes to self-talk. Lately, I've been studying more and realizing that success is not always the goal for people. For some people, it's the emotion of satisfaction mm. or it's the emotion of peacefulness. And recognizing that one size does not fit all. That's where self-talk, I think, really can get culturally indoctrinated in ways that don't serve. Yeah. Hey, that was a pretty polite way of saying yeah. what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I was struggling to stay polite here with that. So the the cultural and not get yet yeah, whatever to to where it doesn't serve anymore. What are some other strategies, Bruce, that we can use to keep ourselves relatively ant-free? What's another one? Well, it it it's really uh, I don't know. A lot of people have heard this, like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. So, you know, take take a look at that. I mean, cause it's not only like, even like your, your income, your income level is probably going to be about the average of the five people you hang around with. Well, it's the same with your, your mindset. It's going to be, if you're hanging around with a lot of negative people or it's going to be negative. So you need to consciously, you know, like we said earlier and stuff, make that effort to uh, limit your exposure to the negativity. Now, when I was first getting sick, I mean, I, just prior to the surgery, I hit a really low point and there was a brief period of time where I, I thought of killing myself because it was like, I can't handle this anymore. But I, I, didn't, I didn't hang on to it because just with my faith, it's like, I can't do this, you know, and, and, and so, so I just, I turned everything over to God. It's okay, God, give, help me out here. And it was like, right after that, I wound up in the hospital again and they said, okay, well, we can keep, you know, having you come in to the hospital and build you back up or we can do surgery. And I'm thinking, okay, let's do the surgery. And um, so the, the different, I guess, being open to different signs too, is what, when you're asking for that help and that guidance, because I, I firmly believe that we are, that angels are guiding us and however you want to take that, whether it's God, universe, and whatnot, but I mean, it's, um, there, there are signs and guideposts that 
we're presented with that we don't necessarily pay attention to. Oh, well, glad you were paying attention when Bernie Siegel showed up on your TV screen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but one of the, one of the things um, that it, it's, it seems like a, a good place here is, have you heard of the story of the two wolves? I'd like to share that just for the listeners here and stuff. This is an old Cherokee Indian is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside of me, he said. It's a terrible fight. It is between two wolves, one evil, he is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside of every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So which wolf are you feeding? So I personally, I'm feeding the good wolf and um, the uh, happens to be ties into my gift for people it's 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 a very powerful positive mindset tool called positive prime and i i describe it like it's it's a like a digital vision board on steroids whoa okay it, that's that's a pretty uh, powerful description a digital vision board on steroids yep yeah each what we call a session consists of a thousand positive images with 200 positive affirmation statements. And each of the sessions has a theme. And I've got two sessions in the library. Uh, we've got over a hundred of them in there. And uh, one of them is called Actualize Your Full Potential, which is geared towards you know, you know, success mindset and then mm -hmm. got another one called unlimited potential and that's geared towards students to give them a little more encouragement and support you know as they're going through school so oh, cool. yeah so i mean it's it, it's a really unique um tool resource that it blends positive psychology with neuroscience and they, they've done some tests and have proven that just watching three minutes of one of our sessions positively impacts the body and brain chemistry and it lasts six to eight hours for just three minutes of watching. Okay, so now this is, because you know me, I geek out on the science. So this absolute measurement that was going on, all right? So people came in, they got their blood work done, they, want well, they hooked up all the sensors and everything. And, oh, and, I'm thinking Ghostbusters here. Okay, <laughs> so they wired them up, and and then they did the visualization with your steroid uh, digital vi vision board on steroids. Wow, that's a mouthful. And then they started tracking what was going on with them for six hours. 
yeah, they had a, they, they, you know, took before reading and after reading and then every you know, hour or so they have them come back in and do another reading and that. And it's, it's really amazing. This is that just in the way it's designed, um, you can control the speed. So on the, on the fastest, on, on the slowest speed, watching 1000 slides, it takes about an hour as they just come up and mm -hmm. on the fastest speed, it's about three minutes. Ah. So the, obviously the faster the speed, the less likely your filter is gonna kick in on the statements. Oh, now, isn't that interesting? Cause my immediate thought would be that slower was better. And, and, and I'm like, darn, I'm going to be shortchanged because I'm well, like, give me the three minute version because that's all I'm going to sit still for. Yeah. yeah at, at the fastest speed, a lot of the statements, you're, you're not going to read every word in the statement, but your brain picks up on the key words. And it's really surprising how how much of it actually is you know, taken in. And the the different... Uh, the way we recommend is like, you know, as you're starting out, you do a slowest, slower speed and then you just, you know, gradually work up. And then after you've been doing it for a while, um, kind of change the speed while you're watching it. Ooh. But what the other, the other cool um, technology built into this is that you could watch the same session over and over again. And every time you watch it, it will be in a different sequence. It shuffles everything in a different sequence. So your brain is not anticipating what the next slide is going to be. So it oh, keeps. I love it. this. Yeah. So it's a very powerful, very very powerful tool. But the 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 other thing that makes it exponentially more powerful is when you um, personalize it. Mm. When you upload your own images and statements that mean something to you. And one of the key things that has been discovered is you need to have images of you in there. And ideally, like if you've got a goal to go someplace or do something, Photoshop yourself in that location. Because <laughs> like, like I said earlier, the brain can't tell the difference between a thought and reality. So it sees a picture of you already on say on stage Mm -hmm. at FedEx or wherever, you know, it's like, it takes that as already happened. Oh, good point. I could use that for my upcoming TEDx talk. Hmm. Got to get myself a picture of the letters for that stage. All right. So this is a great thing for my techie to tackle. Um, <laughs> yeah. So thank God for Katie. Let me tell you. So Bruce, among all the things we have that we can be grateful for, one of them is that we live in a day and age where this technology is available and mm -hmm. that it's readily available. And I so appreciate you being willing to share that with our tribe because I can see where this would have a massive difference. And I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Does culture matter? Because we are now working with youth groups around the world. And when it comes to these positive images, are positive images universal or are they culturally based? No, they're universal. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So then there's one, one of the, the images that are used are carefully curated. There has to be 
like anybody that's smiling, it has to be a, an authentic Duchesne smile. And wait, wait, an authentic what smile? Duchesne. Don't know what that means. It's it's like when when you when you're looking at someone that's smiling, you can tell whether or not it's a fake smile or not. Because if it's an authentic smile, they got the little crinkles in the side of the eye, and this is it's, it's just a different look. So those any anything that's got an image of someone smiling, it has to be that authentic smile, and then it has to be a certain percentage of um, green canopy greenery in there, wow. and it's it's all part of this positive psychology and, and neuroscience it, it's it's just fascinating how everything interlates but um it it's how it gets into the brain faster that's really fascinating for me okay so they've hacked the filter um you know the uh, reticular activating system mm -hmm. is the name that i know it's yep. ras um and so they've hacked the filter and it's a non-culturally based hack. I'm, yes. I'm really impressed. Yeah, ha happiness, happiness is universal. Oh, isn't that a great thing? Yeah, that's just, and that's, that's actually, I mean, um, you, you don't have um, anything specific to a culture that's in there. There's, in fact, a lot of the, the, the sessions have a, a mix of multiple cultures and yeah. different people from different countries and that. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. That's really, really interesting. Okay. So I know some people that I'm going to, they're going to be really bummed if they weren't on this session. <laughs> um, so the power of this is just wonderful, Bruce, because anything that gets around that filter in the brain i'm all in favor of i mean you know you know me i get around it using the metaphor of elephants and allowing people to actually create their own elephant that represents whatever they're dealing with and just like your aunts i mean my first thing was i'm on this we're going we're going to color code these puppies you know because I, I want to be able to visualize you know what this looks like um so this element of fun and the fact that this is all done for you and then you can personalize it and it's a gift to everyone. Yeah. 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 So it's the, it's with, you know, we talked about the automatic negative ants, mm -hmm. this positive prime mindset tool promotes positive, automatic positive thoughts. Apps yeah. like aptitudes or yeah. apartments yeah. <laughs> and we'll go with aptitudes. Okay. So, so now we've got apps that we can, you know, I see these as like the difference between the ants at a picnic and robo ants, you know, so the apps are these robotic ants. And if they move in, the others have to move out. They don't have to have a battle. It's just yeah. that they can't, you know, if they move in, the others have to move out by definition. Yeah. I mean, isn't this how we take over a culture, right? You know, yeah. you, well, so yep. what a great idea. Yeah, one, and one, one of the things that years ago, somebody used this analogy that it's so stuck with me. It says, you, you take a, 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 you know, pit, like a pitcher, an empty pitcher of water and stuff, you uh -huh. have a pitcher and you pour a cup of coffee in there. Okay, the coffee representing your negative thoughts, the dark color. 
Okay, now wow. you start pouring pure water into it. Okay, it doesn't eliminate the coffee, but it thins it out. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much what you, you're doing. Oh, I like that. That's so much gentler than mine. <laughs> you, I was making the ants move out. Okay, but no, we will we'll just dilute them. Yeah. Okay, so they're, they're it's, no it's, longer the majority. Yep, I mean, because what it really boils down to is diluting what you have in the mind now and that, but what there's a, um, with the positive prime, I'm a certified professional with that. And part of our training, there's one thing that, that um, little visual that we use, it's like everybody's seen this image of an iceberg floating in the water where what's above the water is your conscious mind. Yeah. And then the bigger part of the iceberg underwater is your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. I've okay. seen that that picture is used to describe so many things. Oh yeah. So the other part of this is, um, if anybody that's watched or familiar with the movie The Secret, you know, putting the intentions out there, mm-hmm. the we refer to the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the other than conscious mind. Ooh, the other than conscious. T H A N. The other than conscious mind. Yeah. So that is the water that the iceberg is floating in. Ooh. So you're putting you're putting your you're you're watching these positive prime sessions, and whatever your goal is and that and that you know it's putting the energy out there. It's putting it out your requests out there. Well. It's going, it's flowing to through the water to the other icebergs. All of us are the icebergs floating in the ocean. Wow. So this is how things are manifesting. The subconscious puts things into motion without us realizing it. Got it. And so this is about the other than conscious mind is, let's see, how many different words can we come up with this? The field <laughs> of intention. I think that was Wayne yeah. Dyer's analogy for it. The, um, oh boy, the, the power of now. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of different people who have these concepts yeah. that are trying to help us understand that we communicate on this really sub lower level all the time. And that yeah. what we intend, what we desire what we allow ourselves to even accept to believe that we could possibly have matter. Oh yeah, we're, we're energetic beings that we have, we have our aura field around us. Mm-hmm. And what they found is the heart field is even bigger than the aura field. Ooh, I like this. So when I think, I don't know, I, I've, I've experienced this several times where I walk into a room and I feel this like negative or positive energy in there. And that's that's that field, the other than conscious mind field. Get, getting messages, getting messages. Oh, all right, I like that. That's, that's brilliantly explained, Bruce. So thank you very much. How did, I mean, I know we're gonna be running out of time, but the yep. short story of how you got to be a certified and, and I'm going, I don't want to butcher it. So how do you got to be certified? I know I'm certifiable, but how did you get to be positive prime certified? Well, it's just this uh, 
certification program. This is a, anybody that has, like I've got a session, sessions in the library that are available and, and I just, we go through the certification program. All right, so I have to ask, how old were you when you came across Positive Prime? You know, how long is it? I'm gonna ask it the other way around. Let me be less personal. How long has this been around? Cause I had not heard of it. Well, it, it's been around for, it, there was a, a, a prior um, version of it mm -hmm. and that, but it's been around for about 10 years total. Okay. And it's uh, been in the U.S. for um, probably about five, six years. Oh, now that's really interesting because it's only been within like, I think it was 2017 in J was it really only that recently? Because I, I actually came across it in 2000, like, I think it was like October of 2016. Okay, because this is when Harvard was starting to do their studies and where they blew the concept of the fixed mind, the fixed brain out of the water. And we got into all of the conversations around neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. And that was my first exposure yeah. to the idea of the brain can't tell the difference between what it physically experiences and what it imagines. Yeah. Um, so that was somebody mentioned something about pianos. And I'm like, that was the study that I had read about. And so this is really interesting that this is coming about in our day and in our age. Yeah. And that this is you've made it so accessible to people. Bruce, this well, is that's, that's one of the things I love. I incorporate this into my coaching program and that because it's everybody needs to be focusing on the positive and um, it's everybody needs a little help. <laughs> everybody needs, we could all use a little more positive power in our lives. And so that's what this show is about. That's what you are all about. And I am super grateful that you made the time and brought your very special um, gifts and your stories into our world. Bruce, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so we went from ants to apps and from coffee to, I started to say to cognac, but we went from coffee to icebergs. You know, those are about the two extremes that we could get to. So thank you all for being on this journey with us. We're here to help you actualize your full potential, make it a great day, remembering that the choice is yours. And we will be back. So stay right where you are. The ride gets more interesting from here.